I want to ask uh, today as we kind of look at this lesson to look at the idea of seeking first in a new way. We often think about seek first and we think, yeah, you know, if I just put God first, well, what does that mean though? What does that really mean? The word seek is what we're going to look at. And, and so we're going to do that. As you see the Greek here, it's to, tell, it's to seek, to desire, to try to obtain, to attempt to find. Um, some of you, when you were out looking for your spouse, you, you dressed up, right? You, you put on cologne. You combed your hair right? You found out all the things, you guys found out all the things that she liked to do and and you started kind of trying to woo her and so you you changed a little bit of who you were so that you could fool her into marrying you, right? Ladies, am I right? Okay, thank you. So it's just the reality. You, You did everything that you were supposed to do to make them think that, man, you have the catch, right? She had the catch of the century. So you did all those things, you dressed up, you did everything, you cleaned your vehicle. I mean, you did everything you were supposed to do, and then finally you got married, and some of us forgot what it was like to pursue her, and a lot of that has not been as much fun since you got married. It hasn't been quite the same because... You quit dressing up. You quit combing your hair. Some of you lost your hair, right? Um, I'm there, people. I know it. I feel it. It's real. The struggle is real. And y'all don't want to see this thing bald, I promise you, right now. (laughs) Thanks, Noe. (laughs) It's coming, Tom. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the reality of it is we, we kind of quit putting as much effort in. And then we start wondering, why aren't things as good in our, in our marriage as they used to be? Well, let's look at it this same way in our walk with God. What has happened? Folks, I'm going to tell you something. God hasn't moved. God hasn't changed. God has not quit loving you. God has not moved away from you. Instead, it is us. We, we no longer do the things that we once did as believers. And so we have got to seek, desire, try to obtain, attempt to find. We've got to go back to those things that we did early on as Christians. We've got to go back and fall in love once again with the will of God and who God's character is. And We've got to fall in love again, and and, and that means that we have to change. We have to dress up. We have to comb our spiritual hair, so to speak. We've got things to change in order to seek God fully, to desire him, to try and to obtain where we need to be, to attempt to find that that walk. Some of us are sitting here this morning going, "I, I don't understand why in the world is life like it is. It's because God is stripping away everything, everything that gets in the way of you and I being completely, completely sold out to him. You know how hard that is? But if I'm going to seek, if I'm going to desire, if I'm going to obtain and find, then I've got to be willing to tell God, Lord, I will put you above everything. I will do all the things that you have called me to do. 
I will change who I am by the power of the Holy Spirit because I want to walk the way you want me to walk. This morning, if we're going to seek God, truly seek God, then we need to do it in the right way. And understand that seeking him means that we are the ones who are doing the seeking. We're the ones who are coming after God. He's come after us already. He gave his son. And now it's us walking towards him. So let's stand together as we read from Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 through 33. Doug, did you know this was what I was going to use this morning? That's awesome how God works that out. Matthew 6, verse 31 says, Therefore do not worry. I'm going to read that again because of the, uh, the world that we live in, right? Again, it says, Therefore do not worry. Saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. Let me share with you what he meant by that. Jesus said, listen, those who are not part of the Jews are in our world today. Those who are not part of the church, they are seeking things that are outside of God's will. They're worried about things that we can trust God with, is what he's saying. He says, for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. Isn't it amazing that God knows exactly what you need? Better than you and I know what we need. He says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be what? Added to you. How are they added? By God. By God's grace, by God's goodness, by God's character. That is how we get to where we want to be. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you this morning that you have given us hope through your son, Jesus Christ. You have put within us a desire for righteousness. You have put within us a desire to seek you above all things. Father, may we once again live by those desires. Holy desires. May we look to your word as a map, as as the guide that will get us there, the compass that will take us to the place that you want us to be. Father, we thank you this morning that you love us. And we thank you that you strip things away from us and it hurts. But God, you're doing it because you love us. And you want us to be sold out to you. Paul put it like this, and I'll echo it. I am not ashamed to be a slave of God. Thank you, Father. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. So we're going to seek. We're going to desire. We're going to try to obtain, to attempt to find. If one of you lost a child, You didn't know where that child was. You were in a crowded area and and suddenly you can't see your child any longer. Who is not going to begin to search immediately and start looking and you're going to begin to just tear everything apart because you want to find that child? Now, some of you are saying, you don't know my child. I'll find that child and two minutes later, that child's going to be somewhere else. 
But for those of you who you understand what I'm saying, all of a sudden your child is gone, your child is missing. You're going to do everything that you can to find that child. You will go to whatever lengths you have to go. You will change whatever you have to change. You will pray for God. God, whatever you want out of me, I'll give you everything. Just just show me where my child is. Folks, that's exactly how we ought to be with God. God, above everything, I just want to seek you. Lord God, above everything in my life, I desire you. I desire righteousness. I seek after it, God. Because the things that I have tried to add to my life, they've done me no good. I have tried, God, to add this into my life and that into my life. I'm going to do this. I'm going to change this. And yet, God, I'm still struggling. Why? Because we're not seeking after his righteousness first. The Bible says when we seek his righteousness, all these things will be added to us. Until we seek God with all of our heart and all of our mind, until God is all that matters, we will continue to fail. So what does that look like? Well, let's take a look at some different things. First of all, let's think about the the world. The world has given us plenty to worry about, haven't they? The world has given us plenty to worry about. I I was reading an article this morning. uh, The Netherlands has passed a euthanasia bill for one years old and up. In other words, if, if you look at your child who's one years old and you decide that child has some imperfections and you don't feel that they should live, as a parent, you have the right to take that child's life at one years old. At 18 years and older... You get the right to then decide that you no longer want to live. You can go to a doctor and they will take your life for you. Are y'all with me? We live in a pretty sick world, correct? We have the Equality Act here, which is nothing more than an attack on the church and on those who want to live a life of Christianity. You hear of wars and rumors of wars. We see China and all that's happening there. We look at Washington, D.C. But where you really need to pay attention is what's happening in Israel. Because America is not about the end times. Like a lot of churches preach, that's nowhere in the Bible. Israel is where everything happens when it comes to the end of the world. Pay attention to it. Because it's very real. There's a lot of things happening there. You say, well, Brother Tom, you're not making me feel very good. That's okay. Because God's got an answer to all this. God's got an answer to all of your fears. What is that answer? Well, look at it again. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. The whole key for us to get through whatever's happening in our life, to look at the world that's falling apart around us and say, the most important thing is this. I'm going to seek God above everything. My desire is the righteousness of God. My desire is to live in a way that people see Christ through me. My desire is to walk like Christ taught me to walk, to live like Christ lived. My desire is to seek righteousness, his righteousness. Because the world, the church itself, has changed what righteousness looks like. 
The church is constantly changing. The church is constantly taking and and changing how things look. But we look to scripture and we look to see what righteousness looks like through the Bible. And folks, let me tell you something. We're a long way from it. But we're going to seek it. And as we seek the righteousness, his righteousness, then everything that we need will be added to us. Can you imagine that? Everything that we need will be added to us. Maybe there's some things in your life that you've been asking for for a long time and God hadn't given them to you. You know why? You don't need it. And some stuff that we're asking God for, God knows we wouldn't do with it what we should anyway. So why give it to us? I keep trying to convince God, Lord, if you just give me a million dollars, I will do well with it, right? I will do good. Seek first. Everything that you need will be added. The reason that we are where we're at in our world today is because we're not seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Instead, we are seeking first what feels good. Think about all the people that go church shopping. Not church hopping, but church shopping. What they do, they walk into the service and they listen to the music. If the music sounds good to them, but then the preacher preaches hard, then they don't like it. Or maybe they go into a church and they really don't care for the music, but the preacher tickles their ear. And they're like, you know what, I I can put up with the music because this guy makes me feel good. And we began to think that righteousness is how I feel. It's what our heart says. But the truth is, we must go back to the Bible, go back to the scripture, and begin to live in such a way that it honors God with what we say, what we do, what we listen to, all the things that are there. And I'll admit to you, I struggle here. And when things aren't going my way, Folks, it's not because God didn't make a promise. It's not because God didn't fulfill a promise. It's because I have broken my own commitment to seeking righteousness. I want you to take a look with me here in Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44 through 46. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid. And for the joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Is that what it was like to become a Christian for you? To understand that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is yours. It is there. God has given it to you through his son, Jesus Christ. Or did you just come, get baptized, say a little prayer? And just keep living life the way it always has been. If that's the case, that's not salvation. Literally, let's let's look at it again. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that. Is that what we were like when we came to Christ? Totally sold out. Nothing else mattered. The only thing that mattered to us was giving ourselves to Christ, what his will was, what his desire was. That's what our life was supposed to be about. But instead, a lot of us have fallen back. And we're looking for worldly things to bring us pleasure. We're looking for different relationships to bring us pleasure. We're looking for different toys that we go out and buy. We have to have the bigger house, the bigger vehicle, the bigger this, the bigger that, because as long as I get what I want, I will be happy. And yet you find out that you're never happy. Why? Because only seeking God's righteousness and his kingdom will bring you true joy, true 
happiness. I've met people who thought, if I can ever just have this title, if I can just have this title in life, I will have it made. I used to think that as a young pastor, if I could just get a church to run about 200, man, I will feel like, wow. Can I tell you what happens when your church runs 200? You have 200 sets of problems. But you also have 200 different people to celebrate life with. My point is, just because you get what you want doesn't mean it brings joy and happiness. Did you ever figure that one out? How many of you wives found that out? Ooh, I got the man of my dreams and woke up to a nightmare. Rough. Notice, men, I haven't said a word about your wives because I'm not an idiot. We have to take everything that we've had in this world and say, I will sell it all to take Christ. What are you going to stand before God and say, well, I was president of such and such, or I was the pastor of this church, and God's going to say, what would you do with my son? What would you do with my son? Verse 45 says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. Now, I'll be honest with you. I I have not held a lot of pearls, real pearls in my hand. I've, I've held a lot of fake pearls in my hand. But I haven't held a lot of real pearls. But those that are real, you can tell a difference. You can tell a difference. And the Bible here is very clear. It says the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls who when he had found one pearl of great price, what did he do? He went and sold all that he had and bought it. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. If you're looking for what's going to complete you, if you're looking for what's going to finally get you to a place where you have victory in your life because you realize that everything else you do is failure after failure after failure, it is Christ. And when you realize that it is Christ, you will sell everything you have and you will run to him. The early church had no problem when it came to giving to one another. The Bible says they, they sold pretty much everything they had. They brought it to the treasure of the church, and whatever people had, they, they were able to, to find within that group. They gave to one another. They, they helped one another out. Why? Because they realized something. All they had was one another. And I'm telling you, folks, and I want you to listen to me, there's going to come a point in even America where all you have are the people sitting around you in your church. That day is coming. So you better make sure you don't have one foot in the world and one foot in the church. Because if you do, it will tear you apart. Our mindset must be sell all that we have and buy that pearl of heaven. So what do we see next? We see the cost of seeking. Some of yours may say the cost of discipleship, but I want you to, to look at it this way. If I'm a disciple, I'm constantly seeking, right? If I'm a true disciple, if I'm a true believer, I'm constantly seeking after Christ. It says, now, as it happened in, in, in Luke 9, 57 through 62, now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. Let me just ask a question real quick. Has anybody in this room ever said that? And if so, would you just raise your hand real quick? I've said it. I've been there. Am I the only? There's a, wow. 
Oh, good. There's a couple of more people saying, yeah, I did that. I remember telling God, Lord, I'll go wherever you want me to go. My wife always said, I'll go wherever you want me to go except Africa. Then God took her there. He said, Lord, I'll follow you wherever you go. We come in with Christ and our attitude should be, God, wherever you want to take me, I will go. I will do whatever you want me to do. I'll change whatever you desire for me to change. Lord, I just want to be like you. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. You sure you really want to follow Christ? Are you sure you want to seek after the kingdom and his righteousness? Because if you do, you may find that you lose friends. You may find that people no longer want to be around you. Why? Because you're called to be different. Embrace being different. Embrace being a person who seeks righteousness. Because the Son of Man had nowhere to lay his head. So be be ready if that were to happen to you. Then he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. Lord, I I can't go. There's a process to bury my father. You don't have time for the process. The kingdom of heaven is now. Go preach, go preach, go preach. I'm telling you, if you're a believer in this room, if you're a Christian, you are a preacher. You may not be a pastor, but you are a preacher. That's hard for some Baptists to understand. Women can't be preachers. Folks, everybody's a preacher. Everybody's a preacher. You may be preaching the truth, or you may be preaching a bunch of garbage, but you're a preacher. You say you go to church, you're a Christian, your life ought to be preaching exactly what you say. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. Sounds like a simple task, doesn't it? I just need to go tell my family bye. I just want to go home one time. And look what Jesus said. No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Folks, you're either sold out or you're not. You're either his or you're not. You're either willing to say no to everyone other than him or you are not but folks if we're going to seek god we're going to seek god wholeheartedly otherwise he says you're not fit for the kingdom of god you see if you just read portions of the bible christianity isn't that hard seriously like if you just read certain portions of the scripture man god loves me Right? If the only verse you know in Scripture is John 3.16, you think you got it made. There's a problem with that. There's a whole lot more to the Bible than John 3.16. If you read just the Scriptures of blessing, you think, man, all I got to do is follow God and everything else will fall into place. There's a cost of seeking. Folks, it is expensive, but it's worth every penny. Amen? Brother Tom, if I do that, what happens to me? 
Remember earlier we said all these things will be added unto you. What are those things? Well, I think we find it. What is our earthly reward? What is our earthly reward? Galatians 5, 22 through 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. There's a point where your wife looks at you and she says, all you seem to see is the negative. You can't see the sunshine. There's one cloud in the sky and all you recognize is the cloud. And I hated to admit that she was right because I didn't want her to be right. And the truth is, I blamed every single person for everything going wrong in my life other than the person standing in the mirror. And finally, one day, you just got to stand in the mirror and realize the reason that you don't have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control is because you are not seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Folks, there comes a point where we have to admit it's not the people around us that are making us miserable. It's us. It's our choice. The choices that we've made And God says, listen, if you'll come to me, we will forgive all sin, all trespasses. And if you will seek me first, you will have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Against such there is what? No law. So what does the world need today? They need Christ. They need Christ. Folks, if I were to stand up and tell you everything that's wrong with Washington, we'd be here for... We, y'all get up and leave finally. But I've got an answer for everything that's wrong with Washington even if Washington never gets fixed. Jesus. Seek him above all things. And all the things that you need, he will add to you. Some people think, well, if I just go to church, if I just walk the aisle, if I just get baptized... That's just the beginning. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. It's not easy, folks. Following Christ costs you.
But again, it is worth every penny. It's worth every friendship. It's even worth if your family denies who you are because you have become a Christian. Because when you stand before the Lord and hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant, What a beautiful thing. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you love us. We thank you that you have given us an opportunity to know you, to seek you. And the Bible says that if we will seek, we will find. God, what breaks my heart is how many people quit seeking. And it breaks my heart because I was one of those. And it wasn't too long ago, God, that I was struggling just to figure out what you had for me in life. And as a pastor, I had forgotten to seek you first. Because of that, it brought turmoil, it brought anger. But Lord God, I I desire you. And I desire to follow you and to walk with you. And I pray that Pine Island Baptist God would be that church that says we want to walk with God. We want to seek after him and his son. We want the Holy Spirit to guide us so that we can have the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the gentleness, self-control. Lord God, help us to see that what you are doing is a good thing because you are drawing us close to you. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.